Shall we begin? This is Jackie Smith, and you are listening to Keep It Magic Radio with myself and my co-host Storm Sestivani. Spend a little time with us in the next hour to charge up your week, find new approaches to the same old issues, and smile at the ridiculousness of life. Storm and I push the spiritual status quo, and we challenge you to step outside of your comfort zone to help you take your magic to the next level. Keep It Magic Radio is sponsored by Coventry Creations, where no matter what your problem, money, love, protection, maybe a bit of motivation, we have a candle for that. Now open your mind and get ready to expand your life with Storm and Jackie. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I am here, of course, with the incredibly glamorous, sexy, magical, enchanting <laughs> Jackie Smith, who I have seen wearing a pussy hat. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so as you can guess, we're probably going to talk about politics this hour, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different way. But first of all, cruise on over to our website at www.keepitmagic.com. Again, it's www.keepitmagic.com. All things Storm and Jackie are on that site, including how to find us on Facebook and Twitter and everything else and wherever we are in our updated articles. And if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we definitely have a candle for it, so check out our candle lines as well. Also, the limited edition Dorothy Morrison candles are still on sale. Get them because they will not be around for a few more days. So um, get them now. Um, place your order. If you call up and you find out that they're not ordered, we warned you last month, That's your, or <laughs> two weeks ago, that's on you. <laughs> but still call an order. <laughs> we have a, we, we'll, we'll direct you in a different, to a different product. Yeah, <laughs> we'll direct you to something else if we don't have it. Um, Jackie, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm determined. I just want to um, – now, we, we pre-record these shows. Yeah. And the phrase of the day, the day we're recording, is this one. And see if you know what this is from. She was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. Where, that was was, it, where was it from? That's what was said about Elizabeth Warren when during... Yeah, um, from Mitch McConnell, uh, yeah. By Mitch McConnell, where they wouldn't let her read the um, the letter concerning Jeff Sessions by Coretta Scott King. And um, mm-hmm. But here's an, another piece of information. Um, that four other senators took up reading that letter in its entirety and were not stopped. And they were dudes, right? They were dudes. Uh huh. So oh, that's kind of. So when I saw that, and I saw that statement from Mitch McConnell, she was warned. She was given an explanation. Nevertheless, she persisted. I and <laughs> so funny. My next thought was, oh yeah, that's women's entire history. And then I, the next second, I saw a meme about that. Um, Mitch McConnell sums up women's entire history. And um, I just think that's amazing, and that really is. Um, it's, it's, I'm it's just going to be what I'm going to wear for the next couple of days. With a pussy hat. With a pussy hat. Okay, okay. Um, now you went to the women's march. I did. In I, I absolutely did. What made you? What decide did I see? To go? Um. What made me decide to go? Um, so very many things. Um, um, I needed to do something. I needed to commit to something. I needed to do something to help change my future. It was an opportunity to, to um, march with my daughter. I didn't know when, uh, I didn't know if this would ever happen again in history. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to take my daughter, who's 20, with me and experience that with her. Now, I have a feeling there's going to be lots of marches coming up this year, but this was pretty I, I just felt it was the right thing to do, and within a couple of days after the election, I, a, a friend of mine and I were, like, hunting down hotel rooms and how we were going to get there, and, and we drove there. And um, I I knew I needed to be part of this um, to, you know, here's the thing is, at this point, um, for myself, and I don't want to make this a whole political show, 
for myself, um, who our president is, is is less important than what our legislators are doing. And for mm-hmm. me, it was a me- message to our legislators that um, that there's a lot of people who feel that our civil liberties, our hu- humanistic, humanitarian take um, and care for each other is important. It has never ended. That's it. Now, do you, um, does it at least warm you to know that even though Hillary Clinton did not become president, that she did win by the largest vote in history um, of of these electoral college presidents? You know, in 2000, for example, um, uh, George W. or Al Gore only won the popular vote by 500,000 votes. Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. won by three million. Um, and what what do you think? You know, that is a message in and of itself. Um, do you think that the message is that eventually that there is going to be a woman that's going to pull over that threshold? Do you think that it was another glass ceiling that was broke or or cracked? Um, in regards to this particular process, um, uh, uh, was there any conversation at the Women's March in regards to this? Um, uh, what um, was kind of like the atmosphere? It was a mess. I don't think the glass ceiling was cracked on this. I think the glass ceiling was reinforced. The fact that um, that um, a woman who who on paper, okay, let's just talk on paper at this point, mm-hmm. was is the most uniquely qualified person to ever to ever run for the presidency i'm just talking about on paper okay whether you like her or not um she has all the experience required i'm not talking about personality it ran against the least qualified person in history now um it should have it should have been a slam dunk with the the most qualified person. But there's so many factors in this election, and I'm not just going to say it's because she was a woman. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go into all of that rhetoric. I I have my own opinions on that. What I'm saying is that it reinforced the glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was cracked at all. Um, because here she is, here is a woman who was the most qualified candidate who actually won the popular vote by three million votes and still is not president. That That's why mm-hmm. I'm saying that. So, yeah. It, it, but the, the thing is, is, is that um, um, we have a system and within the, and, and that everybody on paper agreed to. And within the system, that is the law of the land. Um, the the Democrats didn't run the right ground game for, so so this whole winning um, by three million in the popular vote in the more urban areas, um, in uh, uh, where where the her we didn't have as many elect, electoral college votes, that just to me shows me that our um, our two party system the two parties were not listening to the other side and the needs of what is called, and I'm using air quotes that you can't see the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, it just, it says to me we have um, a bigger issue. Yeah. Um, uh, now, a lot of the people that attended this this Women's March, from what I was reading, Jackie, and you can tell me, what was going on on the ground there? Um, they went to, you know, it, 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 what a lot of people do not know is that this wasn't necessarily an anti-Trump rally. Um, uh, why, number one, why do you think that people have that perspective that it was an anti-Trump rally, and uh, and uh, why was it not? Um. You know, for it to be classified as anti-Trump rally, then it would have to be, well, you know, I I can't say that it's not completely an anti-Trump rally. 
I can't say that. I mean, we can dress it up in different ways. But um, now this woman's march, which was um, just a grassroots thing that started real quickly um, right after the election, um, it may not have happened if it wasn't for Trump winning the election. So let's let's just be real there. Um, and for me, it was a message to the legislators um, that that we have we're not going to stand by and watch watch things happen. Um, so so it was a, it was sending a message going. We understand what the platform of Trump is, and we want to let you know that we're not going to stand by. We're not going to lay down and let all this stuff happen. So so it's it was more of that. It was more of a message to say we're watching. And we are a force to be reckoned with than it was anti-Trump. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, in your state, your senators are Democratic, correct? No. Well, yes. Gary Peters and um, Debbie Stabenow are both Democratic, but not all of our reps are Democrat. Democrat. Okay. Democratic. Now, your rep in Democrat. your district is a Democrat, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So in your situation, most likely your representatives are going to be in alignment with what it is that you're saying, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, they were there. Yeah. Now, here, here is the thing. One of the issues that, you know, for example, I was listening today in regards to um, uh, people talking about the, the nomination for the Supreme Court justice. And one of the things that Chuck Schumer, who is the senator that's the head of the Democratic Party in the Senate, um, uh, uh, is basically trying to find ways to give red districts, you know, people that are in red states or or senators in heavily red states, um, Democrat senators in heavily red states, a pass in order to, uh, so that they're not affected in 2018. And what they're worried about in much of this is um, uh, that being the case. Okay, so for example, if ex-senator in Louisiana, who's a Democrat, um, votes against this particular judge, that that may go against them in regards to the election in 2018. uh, what do you think that people should do in regards to this? Because obviously uh, our representatives are going to hopefully vote with their constituency because that's what they were put in office to do. Um, you know, they were to represent the people in their district. Does, do you think that this supersedes that, or do you think that that's what they should do is listen to their constituents? How do you think that this should be handled, and how do you think that there's kind of a missing the point going on here? It's, it's really interesting when um, – so if you look at – let's look at some, some statistics. First of all, let's, let's look at who voted for Trump. They were usually single-issue – most of them were single-issue voters. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, uh, abortion issues or tax issues or immigration issues. I mean, so there's, there's people that, that I know and respect that are Trump voters, and they voted specifically on the tax issues because they deal with business, et cetera, et cetera. And that's because they knew that they felt that Hillary would raise taxes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So yet there are people that would be that are that are absolutely horrified at the potential re- repeal of the ACA, which I don't know if everybody knows, but the Affordable Care Act is actually the same thing as Obamacare. There's a lot of people who think that it was not the same thing. And it always now they think that the, the ACA thing. is something that was created by Trump. <laughs> right. The ACA, um, the, they called it Obamacare. It's really funny because Obama's plan was much more liberal than ACA. Um, yeah. And the ACA was actually the Republican plan that got passed. It's yeah. fascinating. Um, so um, they're absolutely horrified at the thought of, of the ACA being repealed without something better to replace it and they none of them feel that um just um buy your own health insurance is better Mm -hmm. um, which is what they're they're proposing so so let's look at who voted for trump and who didn't so hillary didn't win 
in a lot of these areas because of third party. Now, I'm not going to say because of third party. Let me let me retract that. The third party votes were enough to um, um, put Trump, make Trump the winner of those electoral college votes. So I'm just, I'm, I'm again, I'm just looking at the logistics of it. I'm 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 trying to keep yeah. my own opinions out of it. Um, so if you add the third party votes into, say, Hillary, Hillary's campaign or, or Donald's campaign, you know. So if you look at the amount of people who did not vote for him is actually, in most states, the majority. Mm-hmm. But so what, um, and, and the the amount of phone calls and letters and postcards and faxes and, and people showing up in offices is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It's like double the previous record in a shorter amount of time. What I find fascinating about the whole thing is the number of people that thought that all of these things that he was talking about, the Muslim ban, um, building the wall, Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you know, uh, creating um, laws that at the end of the day would, you know, the the banking regulation executive order, which is basically um, a a, a travesty and just puts us back at 2008 again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you know allows things such as predatory lending and uh, 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 you know some of the things that led to the financial collapse of 2008. They didn't think that he would actually go through with all of this stuff. They thought that this was just you know a campaign rhetoric, and now he's doing it. Um, and uh, uh, you know it, it, it's just very curious. I mean, um, on one hand, I disagree with everything that he's doing, okay? On the other hand, what he is doing is really catering to his particular base in a very, very dramatic, hardcore sort of way, um, and combined with um, vilifying the press and vilifying anybody that disagrees with him, um, Mm -hmm. is really whipping people up in regards to um, uh, being extremely politically active, and it is creating this political storm that... I have not ever seen in my life, and it is ten times worse than Bush versus Gore. Well, and and it's um, my one of my big concerns right now is is the ethics. Now, um, like for instance, um, again, the day we're we're recording this, and, and some of the headlines is he was uh, he was bashing Nordstrom because they're dropping mm-hmm. his daughter's product line. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at who his advisors are, his advisors are directly tied in to businesses that um, he is tied into. Mm -hmm. If you follow the money, um, his interests in his businesses are still going to be served because he hasn't distanced himself from that. In the past... from, from, From this perspective, Jackie... He, you know, the places where he is choosing to spend his money, even on vacations, are his properties, okay? And I've mm-hmm. seen a figure that, say, for example, he was to have two terms as president, and he was to spend the exact same amount of money as Barack Obama, okay, on his vacations, just the same exact. Mm-hmm. The American people will be paying his businesses approximately $64 billion. Mm-hmm. Right, and That's then you add money. in, and then you add in um, so many other things that that other presidents didn't have to face. For instance, um, his children, which um, who deserve Secret Service protection, I'm not yeah. questioning that at all. But what's happening is that that Secret Service protection and special, you know, um, flights, et cetera, um, like like his son, I think it's Eric. Um, it just mm-hmm. cost. It just cost the American people how many millions of dollars for him to fly to another country to do business on behalf of President Trump. Correct. I mean, for the businesses he continues to own. They were not put in a blind trust. They were not, he did not sell or give away the shares of his business. Um, 
you know, which is which is very interesting. Actually, I thought that the biggest, most interesting thing, Jackie, and this is just going to be funny, um, mm. is there is now everywhere um, uh, information about Trump's diet, including the fact that he loves Domino's Pizza, um, Big Macs with large orders of fries. Um, and there was one, there was one other, uh, yeah, taco salads, and um, he also likes, uh, well, he got mad at Oreo because of the fact that they have a plant in Mexico and won't eat those anymore, so he now eats some form of Keebler cookie, and basically, Jackie, he said today that he does not feel that what people ingest into their body is ultimately going to cause any form of ill health or anything else, that it has to do with your attitude. I, I know. <laughs> I, I can't even wrap myself around this. But at the same time, his labor secretary is the owner of a Hardee's and a Carl's uh, Jr., which is a hamburger place. Um, right. You know, so so again, it's, it's the it's the whole. I'm going to drain the swamp. Um, so so what we're watching is we're watching um, all of his promises how they become, no, he doesn't have any special interests hanging on to him. He is the, his own special interest. So um, so people are watching this, and, and, and I don't think we're dumb as a nation. I don't think we're stupid about this at all. I think, well, maybe electing him in the first place. But, um, um, but I, so back to the legislators. They are right now voting party line. Mm-hmm. And I am not a, a political analyst mm-hmm. um at all and and you know i'm i'm looking at the the different news reports on the amount of people who are um calling their um senators etc so they're staying with party line and i'm not sure why and i've heard all kinds of different things about it and what i'm watching right now is is um the people i know just being exhausted Mm-hmm. They're making their phone calls. They're having their huddles. They're meeting up. They're supporting each other, and and they're just exhausted. I Don't mean, you worry that people eventually, Jackie, we get into April, May, um, or we get to the summer, and people want to go to the beach and they want to go and be out in the warmth and drink their pina coladas and go to the country club. Um, uh, are you concerned that basically? that there's going to end up being some form of disenchantment with this or some form of malaise with this in which they're basically going to see these particular votes and all of these phone calls and all of this other stuff. And at the end of the day, you have a Republican-controlled Senate, a Republican-controlled House, a Republican president, and a Republican-controlled Supreme Court, and they're just not going to say, fuck it. I'll edit that out. (laughs) It is. It is a concern. I think it's a. I think that's a legitimate concern for um, for people, and they're talking about that right now. We don't want to wear ourselves out. We want to support each other. We're, um, and and you know, there's this armchair politicking that everyone's doing right now and trying to understand what what's going to be next. but I don't think people are going to be completely worn out. When we get to the summer, I think more people are going to be showing up for things. They're going to be taking their vacations and showing up to marches and to events. And um, I actually think some of the protesting is going to grow because, for instance, the the travel ban, Muslim ban, that people are that that you know, their folks are going back and forth on. They don't realize just so many ramifications. The colleges who are losing students, um, the um, the the different tech firms who are supporting the U.S. economy, you know, um, the um, medical field. um, The medical field, absolutely. The medical field. And here's another funny thing: Um, in Canada, there are a lot of Canadian citizens. naturalized citizens who were originally Muslim. And they drive the trucks for the commerce coming into the U.S. Mm-hmm. 
So the trucking industry is there's a, a higher percentage of immigrants, not only Muslim but also Hispanic. There's a so so it's really interesting. Um, someone I know who got there went to trucking school. He talked about how there were more immigrants than there were white people mm-hmm. going to because, trucking you know, school. Here, here here is the thing. Just in my, my small town, Jackie, I, and I think that I'm more cognizant of this since the election. Um, or maybe it's just that you know the last time that there was election around, I was fully in my social phobic disorder, so I wasn't, uh, I, you know, able to notice such things. But, you know, every store that I go to, there's a help wanted sign. Every fast food place that there's a help wanted sign. Um, every diner, there's a help wanted sign. I mean, everywhere I go, there's help wanted, help wanted, help wanted. And I did ask one of the um, uh, the managers of a, a pretty, you know, decent restaurant, you know, um, mm-hmm. in which I am sure that a waitress possibly Gets you know three hundred, four hundred, and nine tips. Um, why that they're having problem? You know why do they always have this sign on their door? And they're basically saying we can't get people to work for us. And which is which is interesting is because um, again, I, putting my political hat on, people are. So let's think about this for a minute. Less and less unions ensuring wages. Um, so the minimum wage has not gone up. And how many, you know, in in it is still, years. I mean, it hasn't gone up in years. They're slowly going up now, so I can't say that everywhere. But yeah. the level that it's going up, it's still behind. If if the minimum wage followed cost of living, it really should be $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, as an employer, when I was reading that and I woke up and went, holy mackerel, we were paying people several years ago what we were paying people 10 years prior. Mm-hmm. And and so we we started changing our model and our um, structure so that we can continue to pay people a living wage. We want folks who, are, who care about making the product, who care about working here, who want to have fun with us and, and what we do. Mm-hmm. And um, the minimum wage in Michigan... I think it just went up to nine dollars an hour, mm-hmm. or right under right under nine dollars an hour. Since we always pay above above, I can never remember what that exact number is. But um, this summer it was eight dollars and fifteen cents. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anyone who can work a full time job on eight dollars and fifteen cents. And uh, what I'm going to tell you is that um, people don't want to work for that much. Um, and they can't survive on that much, so they'll. It, so then there's a whole underemployment situation, or maybe they are working. Well, on where that do they much. get their money? Well, that's the thing is that it's it's. So this next generation, people are talking about the lazy millennials, and they're not moving out. Well, there's no there's there's no jobs for them to move out to to well no jobs for them to afford to move out. Well, there's mm-hmm. some. I'm not going to say no, but so. Here we have, um, it's, it's just this whole catch-22 going into the whole minimum wage conversation to to be affordable, sustainable, and people are like, well, nobody should pay $15 an hour, be paid $15 an hour, flip burgers. Why not? We need somebody to do that. We need people to drive the trucks. We need people to um, do janitorial services. We need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so why are we going to completely punish them and make these people live in poverty to do that? But there's this weird you haven't earned it and deserved it and situation which I cannot I cannot akin to. I cannot connect with that. Me neither. I can't. Um because to live in that place limits you too. So maybe it's just a a, a connection I don't know, a spiritual principle or whatever, but um so there's so I'm not explaining it well because I'm again I'm not but, an but here's economist the thing or politician. That I look at, here's the thing that I look at also is that say for example next week God forbid they make what we do illegal. Well, you know that's why religious freedom is so critical to me. Yeah, um, that they make what we do illegal, okay? And mm-hmm. you know you can no longer you know do any form of 
consultation. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, I have a fallback. But, um, uh, uh, you know, if I didn't have that fallback, Jackie, believe me, $360 a week is better than starving, okay? Um, and, uh, you know, so where I'm having a difficulty understanding is why are these not, why is there this unemployment? For example, in the county that I live, Jackie, the unemployment rate is 19.2%, okay? There are these particular jobs that people are not feeling, okay? Um, and I guess that that falls into the underemployment. And what I don't understand is wouldn't three, for a short period of time, isn't 360 better than zero? I don't know. I can't answer that because I'm wondering that myself. And yeah. yet um, I talked to people who were in um, an industry that was outsourced. Um, mm-hmm. And and they're like, yeah, I could I could flip burgers. And so I do for a little while, and then I then they just like, oh, I can't take it anymore, or um, it's a horrible working environment, or, you know. And also there's there's not as many people coming into the, um, into the, uh, um, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, entry-level jobs. Like yeah, there's the, not enough, a, a, a lot of people, and here is the thing that people are not considering that's going to happen in about 10 years. In about 10 years, of course, you and I are Generation X. Mm-hmm. The boomers are going to completely age out of working. And there are mm-hmm. so many more of them than there are of us. And then what you're going to have is an extreme surplus of jobs, which is going to drive down wages anyways. Well, so we've got to fix some of the stuff. We've got to make sure we're, we're okay now. Well, and then that's where, and here's the crazy thing, is that um, some of the immigrants who are coming in are just really happy to work at that level. And, uh, and granted, yeah. the living situation is not, um, it's, a, it's a crazy story and it's a crazy um, cycle that's going on. And I'm not saying just import people who will work for cheap. No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying, you know, for instance, um, trade laborers. So we gotta, we got to start thinking differently here. Um, there are so many trade jobs that are open. Companies are actually paying for training for their mm-hmm. employees. They're bringing them in um, specifically for this. And um, what's fascinating with with that is, so there's all this funding for free schooling and trade, um, yeah. and then um, there's not enough people going into it. So... I don't know. It's it's a conundrum, and I, I'm not going to solve it in a radio show, as far as that goes. Yeah, but we're not. Well, this is just a, you know to provoke people's questions. Where I do uh, want to go is is that with all of this particular information and this bombardment, uh-huh. um, which is uh, you know, if I go to my Facebook feed right now, I mean, in just scanning down, Jackie, I would say ninety percent of my feed is political. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, um, scrolling down. Um, how do you think that we should deal with this? I mean, because, you know, it is difficult being, you know, it's especially in, for example, the two of us are practitioners that actually work with other people. And being constantly exposed to negativity on a day-to-day basis is not going to be good in regards to creating an energy structure to deal with our particular clients. How do you suggest that people deal with us? We have to. Because I don't see people shutting down their Facebook accounts. I just don't see it. It's not going to happen. No, no. And and so we all take breaks from it, though. I'm watching different people. Like um, when I talk to different folks, they're like, okay, I'm taking a break from it for today or whatever and some people don't um but i think how we have to deal with it is is we have to honor our process mm-hmm. um and and what that's what that well i was just going to tell you let me tell you what that means um when stop when you need to stop don't go to the next rally if you're exhausted if you are disappointed with what's going on take some time off grieve mm-hmm. Write it out, talk it out. Um, get get connected with other people who are thinking like you, so you can um, share the pain. 
mm-hmm. um, even though you have the same pain when you share it, it's it's lessened. Um, and clear, continuously clear. Um, do do all that spiritual cleansing and clearing that you can. Um, uh, mental health breaks, meditation, all of these things are really, really important. Actually, more important now than they ever have been. Um, get Reiki. Uh, get a massage. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to uh, listen to quiet music, or just be quiet for a little while. Turn all the noise off for a little while. All of these things are critical because we're we're getting um, uh, obsessed with some of this information that we can't change. And do you think that this could possibly lead well, to we people can't being addicted in the to politics? Moment. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you think that this could possibly lead to people developing an addiction towards politics or an addiction towards? News or um, uh, you know absolutely you know because I'm I'm noticing a lot of people getting caught up to the point that I'm worried that their actual lives are going to become affected as a result of it. Well, I'm I'm watching um, I'm watching people uh, good good friends mm-hmm. their blood pressure is up. Literally, their blood pressure is up, and they have to do different things to, like, okay, I need a new thing to get rid of my stress. Mm-hmm. Changing some behaviors there. I don't know how many friends have told me that they've gained at least 10 pounds. Um, and do you, think, do you think, Wait, Jackie, yeah. that this may be, may be part of the particular plan, is that you pour everything out at such a hard, rapid rate that people get so disgusted by it that their lives begin to become miserable, that basically well, that, they then have that. to turn it out, tune it out, mm-hmm. in order and, and not participate and just go into the lands of the walking dead, okay, so that they can that, cope for the next four years. That is, I was going to say that there's many, been many different articles and the different groups that I belong to are talking about this is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um some of the articles that I was reading is that this is actually, what's going on right now is actually a blitz, and this is a, an actual political technique that was used in Germany um, during Hitler's reign. This is this is actually what, I mean, I hate to I hate to bring continuously bring Hitler into the conversation, but I'm just saying people who study history are saying, oh, guess what? Guess what this looks like? And they, they just kind of line it up together. So this is an actual tool and technique. Um, that um, somebody is masterminding. Um, so I, I have a hard time believing that it's being masterminded by Trump when he's twi- tweeting about Nordstrom. So um, somebody who what can is be... That? What is going on with you with that? In what do you mean? Oh, me. me. Yeah. So, so because... Um, so when, when with Trump tweeting about these little things that really don't matter and then what happens is that then you know if, if he's going to focus in on that and and you can anytime somebody critiques him he's on twitter um talking about it and then that becomes part of the news and it's very frustrating mm-hmm. because that's not newsworthy and don't you think that possibly something that might be effective is that the news just starts to ignore him you know, for me, just looking at him and knowing his charge, okay, he has Leo rising. Um, uh, and thankfully, the, the, well, I hate to do anything disparaging on anybody, but the eclipse that happens during the summer um, is going to hit his ascendant pretty hard. Um, uh, you know, so this is a guy, the ascendant wants to feel, because it is, the color of glasses that we wear, okay? It's going to be how we see life, okay? And then a Leo ascendant, Jackie, wants to see life in this very, very special. It wants to be adored. It wants to be liked. It wants to be worshipped. Um, it wants to be a king. Um, it, uh, you know, because their biggest creation at the end of the day is themselves, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that with that type of energy there, okay, Donald Trump also has um, the sun in uh, in Gemini, and Saturn is currently in opposition to his sun. Okay, um, uh, what you know, the if somebody was to call me, please somebody in the media be listening to this show. 
if they were to just cut off Jackie any form of attention to him at all, he would have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. If nobody oh, was covering him every time he tweets, he would melt down. Right. Now, of course, and he would probably get crazy and worse at first. But if so they just why ignored saying, him, he would stop. Right. That's why I'm saying, with with his behavior, how he's not only what he's tweeting, because anybody could be tweeting under his name, even though we understand it, it is him. Um, but also what he says off the cuff at his pref, press conferences and stuff. This is not a man who is masterminding a blitz like this. To to yeah. exhaust everybody, to get everyone to fight between and families and marriages to break up, and I mean this is um, this is an absolute blitz. So that's why we just have to continue to. I feel like I'm in a in a um, a, a four year long civics class right now. Mm-hmm. Um, things I never knew about our government, I now know because I I read it once and. and you know, in, in ninth grade civics, and now I'm having to go, oh, yeah, that's what that meant. Um, <laughs> so I think that that's, um, that's, that's, that's important to understand is I don't think he's behind this because um, he, he, was, he was so focused to get where he was going to go um, as far as his, his um, celebrity with, with Celebrity Apprentice and all the different things that he did, you know, when he was building the hotels and the businesses, it was he was very focused on that. And and um, I don't know if he really wanted to be president or not because there was, you know, right before the election, he was like, well, you know, blah blah blah, and he started his game, his his um, game to to get back into the um, uh, excuse me, the networks, um, and then oops, I won. So, so to me, this is somebody else's game. It just feels like that to me. Yeah, it it, it feels very, very weird. Um, you know, from that perspective. Um, and so and again, people get, are responding to him in very, very um, bizarre ways. And the interesting thing that you're that, that you're seeing, at least on Twitter, is that it is the citizens that are calling him on his BS. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting up news links, you know, there was one the other day where he said that he um, does not know Putin, um, doesn't have a relationship with him, and then somebody posted a interview from 2013 in which he says, oh, I'm friends with Putin. Right. <laughs> he admires me as a businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which one is it, Donald? Um, and right. I, I think that with all of this, people are being so um, bombarded by such um, – alternate information um how how do we deal with it Uh, yeah i don't know um personal so personally getting back to the so here's what i've been doing for myself and um um i have uh helped other people get into this rhythm too is um we all know turning off social media turning off the tv turning off the news having some time talking about something else with your friends that's that's easy right but let's talk mm-hmm. about magically. Um, I've been um, lighting the the um, extreme badass limited edition candle, and so that when that runs out, I'll be lighting the Cleo May and the Crown of Glory candles. I already got my plan on that one to help refill because I get emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm cleansing myself in a formal way once a week. Define that. Like um, smudging using Palo Santo or smudge um, a, a, a special feather fan. My ritual of a personal cleansing. Some people it might be a shower or a bath, mm-hmm. a cleansing bath. So my personal ritual of doing a spiritual cleansing. Um, I start with Palo Santo um, and I end with Florida water. So, And I have candles that I have um, lit around me while I do this to collect all the energy that I'm clearing off me because it's getting heavy fast. I'm clearing my store at least once a week Um, because the way my store is set up, um, it helps people uh, feel better about life. It's a very relieving place. It's a very safe place. So I find that um, people dump a lot of stuff when they're in the store. 
Um, so keeping that clean at least once a week. And that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot. Cleansing your store once a week is a lot of work. <laughs> um, I'm uh, spending specific quiet time. When I drive, I I turn my phone off unless I have, you know, one specific person to call or something. My radio is off, um, and I'm just letting my brain unwind. Um, I am being very careful how much I drink. <laughs> There's, oh, Lord. Every day, every day I'm, you know, I'm going to my little bar going, my little mini bar in my kitchen going, no, not today. Not today. You don't get a drink today. <laughs> Meaning all of the stress. My stress doesn't hasn't earned a drink. You know, just like stuff like that. Because, cause you know, hey, I'd like to just chill out. So I'm fi- the 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 good stress relievers is what I'm picking up on. I'm picking the books that I'm reading very carefully. Some of them are educational, but some of them are just happy candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just happy candy. Um, and and lots of happy endings. So, um, shows with you know just all that stuff. I'm being I'm being much more deliberate. Going, nope. I actually put down a book that had too much um, fighting in it. There's too much struggle, too much fighting for your life kind of thing. I'm like, nope. Maybe maybe in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> So all of these things are so what I've been doing, and then so what some of my other friends have been doing is they are like this one friend who who works from home. She has to she, she's leaving her home twice a day. Once to go on a walk or some some physical activity or something, and then once to connect with other humans. Mm-hmm. So um, otherwise, she says it was getting bad. I was only connecting with people. For her, she was only connecting with people via the interwebs. Mhm. And every and you know keyboard warriorism happens at that point. Yeah, it 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 it's it's crazy. Um the uh, I have been um reading a lot of stuff on um uh well one thing that I have to read a lot of stuff on right now is dialectical behavioral therapy. But um the other thing that that interested me, and I started reading a lot of it, is the connections between dialectical behavioral therapy and Buddhism. So I've also I've started to read a lot of different stuff on um, Chinese philosophy, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Chinese idealisms, uh, stuff uh, that um, uh, is really centered in some form of a spiritual core. Um, uh, rather than, uh, you know, staying constantly connected to, uh, uh, you know, media. And it is more like um, one of the things, for example, uh, in the actual um, a book that I am reading right now because I want to do some uh, um, some talk about um, eventually, you know, possibly some blogs or maybe even a, um, uh, a program um, on the sun when it goes bad. Hmm. Um, so I'm reading a book on uh, the dark, the dark side of the sun. Okay, and um, how uh, you know alchemists, you know, 500 years ago worked with it, and um, its psychological manifestations, and um, uh, you know, because what I see is um, number one, a lot of people being very, very disconnected to their moon, Jackie. In other words they don't know what to give themselves in order to feel secure and stable in life, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you don't deal with your lunar issues, you're never going to get to the solar issues, okay? You will stay stuck. So in other words, if you don't deal with that moon and create that structure and that foundation and that security, that sun can never really develop. Um, so you stay stuck kind of in this infantile state at 60, you're still in this infantile state. And um, uh, I think, unfortunately, that the media has really done a great job keeping us in that infantile state. Um, 
you know, with a lot of things that it's done and, you know, you know advertisements and stuff like that. So it is really just kind of expanding things um, from this outer way. For me, and, you know, I, I think that one of the, the best things that I've seen that you've, you've posted recently is that people do activism and they stand up for what they believe in in different ways, okay? I am not mm-hmm. somebody, at least today, that may change. I reserve the right for this to be changed tomorrow, okay? I am somebody that is not going to get into a big, huge, gigantic crowd because I don't trust those people um, and start marching around with a million people. Because, you know, Jackie would have to have me on four kilometers in every hour. <laughs> and just, you know, just follow me, start, just hang on to the back of my coat. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but, you know, I uh, am blessed enough to be able to help a lot of organizations um, financially. Um, so that's how I choose to do my act. And what I liked and respected about what you said is that we all have our different way of doing things. A lot of people can't write the checks that I write, um, but they can go and march. And I think that that's another thing that people need to realize. And, and uh, you know, and, and I can go march. Not all the time, yeah. but many times I can go march. And I know that not everybody can go march. I mean, not mm-hmm. everybody has the financial stability to be able to go march. And yeah. So, so I march for you, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, there was this woman at the women's march who had um, a jacket on, and she had a bunch of ribbons with people's names on it who couldn't come to march. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. That that she goes, I'm marching for all of these people. Yeah. It is, and I, and, and I think that basically, you know, I, one of the things that I suggest people do also is kind of filter down to one or two things that they mm-hmm. possibly believe in and focus on that and don't focus on the whole mess. Um, uh, I think that the, focusing on the whole mess is way too scattered. Agreed. Um, leads towards burnout very, very quickly. Um, leads towards overexposure. So if you adjust things to um, just what your particular um, uh, 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 things that you want to focus on, you know, mine um, is, um, of course, I'm very, very supportive of, the, of you know, what the women are doing, and I, I donated money to that. Um, and um, I also, my pet peeve, Jackie, is mental health reform. I love it. And I think that that's something that we desperately need. We, we desperately, Obama made a couple of steps in the right direction with mental health reform, but I think mental health reform entirely um, needs to be reformed, including the way that people look at the stigmas in regards to um, uh, 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 to mental health disorders. I have a lot of people, you know, fix um, th- that I'm close to that, um, uh, you know, d- you know, they know that I have social phobic disorder and, and hypomania, but they don't think of me in that particular way anymore. Um, uh, uh, you know, because I'm active in regards to my recovery from that. But, um, you know, I think that, that, that what people need to know is that, you know, I'm open about my disorders. Most people are not because of the particular stigma that is attached to it. Um, a lot of which, interestingly enough, goes to um, the way that the dietary changes changed in the 70s. It just completely chemically changed us as we had more and more processed foods. Um, uh, you know, so our chemistry, when you're dealing with new chemistries, and people need to be aware that there was a lot more to that than just, you know, wackadoodle-doo, um, uh, and, uh, which I have done plenty of wackadoodle-doo, but, um, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's my thing. And, uh, you know, so I think that that's probably the most productive way to do with it. Find the things that you're interested in that you, that you feel compelled towards doing and do that. Don't do everything. Exactly, exactly, and um, I, I've picked mine, and yeah. um, my my first one, which was not what I would have said two and a half weeks ago, um, my first one has always been, and I've always been an advocate for it, I've, I have been talking about it for over 25 years, is uh-huh. religious freedom. Religious freedom is something that I've, I've written letters for, I've advocated for, um, um, I have, not that I've, I don't know if I've made any difference in it, but um, with uh, with um, um, people being able to um, worship the way they choose to worship without risk of having their children removed from them, et cetera. So um, that's 
number one. And number two is um, is Planned Parenthood, because Planned Parenthood has changed. Um, no, Planned Parenthood at the beginning was not the greatest. Um, the woman who, who and, and I, I'm aware of the history, but who Planned Parenthood is now represents the changes women have been able to make in how their lives and health are viewed so that they can get to the places where they are now. Yeah. Um, so that's why that's a very important, women's rights are very important to me, um, and just human rights. So, but there's one thing I do want to talk about, and I know we're getting to, sure. to the end of the show, right? We're, yeah, but go ahead. We're, we're winding down. Is something that um, I've been thinking about a lot lately. We again, this is the marathon. It's not the sprint. We're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a battle we can win in in three weeks, four weeks, you know, fifty two weeks. Um. This is a long-term thing, and we're going to lose a lot, a lot. Where people are going to lose their health care, people are going to lose their rights. Um, it's going to be tough, and that's kind of where I am. And I don't want to say this to make anyone depressed. I'm saying this to be a little more realist. You know, his his, his cabinet picks are going to get approved and, and laws are going to change and, and the Senate and the, and the House are going to go crazy. But there's two things. A friend of mine who's in local government, she reminded me that local government is the front line of decency. Local government is the front line of, of how government portrays your values. So make sure you focus on your local to make it the best it can be. But the second thing, and this kind of goes along with the local as well, is we have to take care of each other. Um, We don't have, we're going to be losing um, services and we're going to be losing, um, you know, uh, whatever, you know, the the different funding. We're going to be potentially losing an, an education. All of these different things we're going to be losing our connection to. So we have to take care of each other. Um, if we don't, that is how we're going to lose bad. So so whether that's making sure that the women in your life have the health care that they, can, that they need, whether that's making sure the children in your life, not necessarily your children, but the children all around you, um, get the education that they absolutely deserve. Um, we have to take care of each other. At the end, that's what remains. And it's interesting, if you look at the original purpose of, of government, is to take care of its citizens, to protect its citizens from outside forces. Exactly. Um, to create order out of chaos, to take care of, to protect us even from each other. We have to take care of each other. And... And that's one of the other things I'm doing in self-care is I'm helping take care of other people. And I'm not talking about codependency, but, but giving that time back to them as well. When I have a friend who is in distress, um, doesn't know what to do, stopping what I'm doing and helping her find some resources uh-huh. or, um, or whatever that case is, how, how can I help? And you know, one of the one of my favorite people who does this all the time is Dorothy. We we talked to her last week, and I and she's my hero uh-huh. in, that, in that regard. And um, she helps create a safe space for people to to return to. And I'm I'm just excited. I just just really love that about her. So um, again, just just coming back to that is 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 no matter what's going on in the larger government, no matter how we feel our hopes are being dashed. If we refocus on taking care of each other, mm-hmm. in the long run, it's going to be okay. Yeah. We survived Bush. <laughs> <laughs> what did you tell me? And he... Go ahead. What was that? As you told me uh, something we... funny about all that stuff before. But go ahead. Um, we survived Bush, okay, and Bush cut all of the funding to all of this stuff as well, Okay. I think that what needs to to happen is I think that the activists really need to be noisy through um, uh, through the next four years 
And God willing, there's a Democrat president that's elected in 2020. Um, and then I think what the activists have to do is do three times the amount of work. They really need to push whoever is the next president to doing something with this, because um, uh, um, if not, the suffering has been for naught. Exactly. Um, we haven't we haven't held. It was easy to to not hold people who are like seventy five percent with you accountable. Yeah. Well, I got seventy five. You know, I got fifty percent of what I wanted. It's easier to say, you know, oh, I'm getting nothing, so I'm going to be irate about everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, we have we have work, and and again, this is we can't not do a show on the political climate because we've been talking about it for a long time. And um, and I can't, you know, as a business, I can't ignore the political climate either. <clears throat> yeah. And as I'm slowly and carefully crafting, you know, um, our statement and how, how we're going to help care for our customers um, in, in this time, it, yeah. It's some rough work ahead, you know, but the main thing that people have to remember before anything else is that they need to take care of themselves as well, and that is um, uh, an important uh, factor here. Um, And we're done. We are. (laughs) Cruise on over to our website, www.keepitmagic.com. Again, www.keepitmagic.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for that, and make sure that you stock up on the Dorothy Morrison limited edition candles while they are still available. Um, uh, so make sure that you get those um, out there. Um, new stuff coming up in March, um, new shows coming up in March. Um, uh, we do apologize for January. Jackie and I were, uh, Jackie got a kidney infection, and we were all <laughs> over the place. And uh, then there was the Women's March, and uh, so we just to, decided to take the month of January off. So um, we're glad to be back, and um, we hope that you will continue to tune into our particular podcast. Podcast. And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? For the love of all that is holy, keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Broken, live or die So speak
was perfect. <laughs> 